All right, Arlen said he's ready to rock and roll. So we're recording and rocking and rolling. This is Julie Hoffman. I am a real estate investment coach and one of the founders of the Okanagan Real Estate Investment Group. And thanks for listening today. I'm here with the amazing Arlen Dolan. Thank you. You're welcome. And Arlen and I met a million years ago. <laughs> and yeah. uh, he's one of the main reasons my husband, Jeff, and I started investing in real estate. And uh, we have kind of come full circle, both done a few hundred deals, I think a little over 600 between the two of us. And uh, we're here doing this podcast to share some knowledge, tell some stories, and hopefully, you know, help benefit your life in some way. Uh, we also, you know, want to have some fun. We want to have some laughs. And uh, Arlen and I had had, you know, a few conversations, I don't know, about a month ago. And we, we just were like, we should be recording these. So here we are recording some conversations, basically, between a couple of entrepreneurs, real estate investors. We are parents. We are spouses, not of each other. Um, and we're, yeah, we're just real life people that have done big things and also had a lot of challenges uh, and also had a lot of successes. And again, just hope that you get a lot out of this. So Arlen, let's talk about today's topic. You, this was your, this was your brilliant idea. Tell us what you have in mind to talk about today. Well, I've kind of thought about talking about the, I kind of call it the IMU theory. And that is that uh, people are attracted to people kind of like themselves. It gives people re relatability. Um, like, you know, you're kind of talking about your faults, your failures a little bit, you, you, that you're just a regular person. You may be really sharp or knowledgeable, say, in say in the real estate world, as an example, or the sales world. But at the same time, you're still just a regular person with your uh, strengths and your weaknesses and your faults and your, you know, same as everybody else. And uh, I think one of the people, things that people get misconstrued is they got to come across as sounding like perfect or they know everything or they're just like the ideal person you know they're they uh they do everything perfect they eat perfect they diet perfect they exercise perfect they study perfect and that's not the truth that's not what most normal people are uh like use an example of, like people are attracted again to people like themselves so if you use an example of oprah you know, everybody knows how famous she is and everything else. One of the things that makes her attractive to people is the fact that she's actually overweight because it makes people feel like she's a regular person with her strengths and her flaws. Same thing with a lot of people don't know that the most popular superhero is Spider-Man. And he's, one, he's the only superhero that's not super muscular. And he's the one superhero that has personal problems. I mean, another big example, I guess, could be is Michael Jordan. Um, everybody knows the story about him. He was a scrawny kid cut from his high school basketball team. That's one of the stories that stick with him. It's his flaws. It's his not being perfect. So a lot of times for you, your problems could be your secret. Your secret to success, your secret to attracting people, say, if you're trying to raise money. You know, saying some of your flaws can actually make people more attracted to you. I mean, a lot of people that talk to me, you know, when I'm saying and talking, one of the famous lines 
if you know me, you've heard me say probably a million times, I always like to joke around and say I went to school in the small bus. You know, I was not, I was not good in high school. I was not good in grade school. I sucked. My marks were brutal. Yeah. I say I'm not, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but there's some things I do know quite well. And for me, one of the things is real estate. Absolutely. And I, I noticed one of the things that whenever I, usually when I'm on the phone with you, uh, like if I'm calling you about something um, and I ask you what you're doing, you're usually, usually say, I'm driving around trying to look important. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the operative word trying, right? Trying, yeah, exactly. And, it's, and it's it is it's relatable, and it it, it all has to, to do with rapport, you know. So people want to do business with people that they know and that they like and that they trust. And who do people know the best? They know themselves. So. I, I, I'll give you an example. I'm actually going to a sales meeting uh, in about an hour and a half. And I haven't met this lady I'm going to her home. And um, I'm kind of dressed up, but I'm not too dressed up because I don't know. She may, she may answer the door in a bathrobe and sweatpants, you know, and because that, you know, that's, that's people in their homes. Sometimes they're, they're just, uh, you know, they're, they're comfortable. Most people are business casual or casual. So um, you, you don't have to shine up too much. I mean, I always say look presentable. But if you are like dressed in a $5,000 suit and you're talking to somebody that just got off the field of baling hay or something like that, which, by the way, a lot of farmers are very, very, very wealthy. Um, you may not, you know, it may not jive as well simply because you're, you're, you're not mirroring the other person. You've heard that concept, right? Arlen mirroring people. Exactly. I mean, I remember back in, I used to, a lot of people don't know prior to real estate, I worked in sales and one of my jobs in sales, I was outside rep and I had to travel to Eastern Alberta. So I was going to all the little small towns. And it was yeah. a corporate job that I had, and it was mandatory that I wear a full suit. I remember I used to leave the office when I was going to go take my run out to Eastern Alberta, which usually be about a three-day run. And I would have a, I would be wearing my suit, obviously, because that was mandatory in the office. And as soon as I'd leave the office, I'd, there was a certain parking lot slash gas station I'd pull over to. I'd strip off my suit and put on some regular clothes. Cause I'm going out and I'm seeing people like meat packers and bakery bakeries and all I'm seeing regular people all in small towns. If I show up in a suit, I am not like them at all. So I would change. Um, I don't know what would happen if I ever got caught. I never did get caught, but <laughs> I built, built such good relationships with all these people. I didn't, well, I remember when I started, I didn't even know what I was doing, but I would go out there and just be a person and I go and when I met them, I tell them, I don't, I don't even know what you buy from us when I first started. I said, I don't even know. But I was relatable. I was yeah. dressed as a regular person and they could tell that I cared. And, and I also shined on like my flaws. Like when I first started, like I said, I said, I don't even know what it is you buy or what I do, what I'm supposed to do to help you because nobody trained me. So I had to wing it, but I was honest and I, and, people could relate to that. And I remember when I left that job a few years later, 
I actually had some business owners, more the ladies, obviously, literally hugging me and crying when I left. And oh, that's something that made me really feel good. But again, they felt like I was just like them. And, you know, honestly, I was just like them. I wasn't perfect person. I, I got to be good at what I did, but I was just a relatable, good person. You know, it's just like, again, it's the I am you theory. I'm just like you. I'm just a regular person. But you uh, wearing the suit out of the, uh, out of the office and changing the grubbies. That's what my parents would call them. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> reminds me of when I was in eighth grade and we went, I went to a school dance and I wore a mini skirt because I wasn't allowed to wear one. But I was allowed to wear mini skirts. <laughs> I wore a mini skirt under this big old skirt that went down to my ankles. And I took off the big skirt, wore the mini skirt to the dance and I felt all sneaky. That totally reminded me of your story, Arlen. It has nothing to do with sales. <laughs> well you know the, fu the funny thing is too is like what's one of the biggest companies in the world it's it's apple right yeah and steve jobs he was the first corporate executive to take off his suit and he just basically looked like your regular dad like you know he looked like a regular dude and people could relate to him yeah. and that's one of the keys to their success again just like you said i mean if we're talking about how you dress you don't go around dressing like a slob you dress appropriately and you dress yeah. clean yeah. But you got to remember your audience and who you're meeting or who you're talking to, and you got to be relatable. At the same time, you have to be authentic, right? Like you have to wear something you're comfortable with, not something that's completely not you. Yeah, that too. Well, and uh, when it comes to authenticity, uh, to be vulnerable and to be uh, just transparent about what's going on in your world. If you're, if you're transparent about how you're just starting, like just, just be transparent. Um, that's okay. Some people will still work with you even though you're just starting. And in fact, the way I recommend people, if they're just starting out, they haven't really done a deal, but they are trying to do a joint venture is give the lion's share of, of the profit of the wealth to the joint venture partner who's willing to take a risk on you. Um, yeah. But don't be afraid to be transparent about the fact that you're new at something, but that you're working hard to learn it in order to, you know, get better. Uh, something that I have talked and talked, I just kind of don't shut up about, um, is, uh, is my failure. I, I went to, uh, we, my husband and I bought all kinds of properties in Alberta from 2002 to 2006. And um, then we did apartment buildings and we flipped them from, you know, the buildings into condos and sold them off individually. And we we're making millions of dollars. And we got, you know, caught with, caught with our pants down. I don't know a better way to say it. Holding on to a bunch of buildings, uh, going right into the recession that, ended up being a huge business downfall. And despite fighting for years and years and years to save it, we made it a very difficult decision to, to go into bankruptcy protection. And I talk about that all the time because there are a lot of people who um, maybe can't relate to what I went through, but they, they know that I've struggled. And, uh, 
and fought to to make my way back. And uh, I know I know so many people that you know they can just you know they they say to me over and over again. I appreciate that you know you just talk about that. I always bring it up with whoever I'm working with. I want to know. I want people to know that I've failed big time uh, because people will. I find that people because I failed, want to work with me because they, you know, because I've stepped on a few landmines, I kind of know where they are. Well, that's totally true. I mean, anybody with experience has stepped on landmines. I've stepped on tons of landmines and, and that's important. Or they're about, or they're about to, you know, like, yeah, I'll hit another one. I'll hit another one at some point again, you know, but, but it's how you handle it. And, and, you know, you do the best you can to handle it. But part of that too, though, is when you're talking to them and you're you're being authentic and you're showing that you did make some mistakes in the past again that makes you it's it goes back to the i am you theory everybody everybody knows deep inside that they're not perfect and they didn't do everything perfect so when you're willing to shine a light on it it actually makes you more attract them more attracted to you yeah just more relatable you want to be as relatable as possible Right, authentically relatable, right? You're telling real stories. You're not making up stuff, but you're being authentic. People appreciate that. I mean, one of the things that I say to people, as you know, and you do a lot of it, like like me too, is in, in joint venturing, is we're talking about um, a 50-50 deal, right? Yeah. So I'm authentic and I say things truthfully. So, So like someone says, well, I could just do this myself. And I'll say that's absolutely true. The thing is, though, if you did it with me because I've experienced, I'll buy better than you. I'll manage the properties better than you. I'll maintain them better than you. I'll place better tenants than you. And I'll sell for more money than you. But at the end of the day, I take half. So maybe it's even a wash. Like I just, I'm just honest about it. And people are shocked at that. But at the same time, they get more attracted to you because they feel like, you're just saying it like it is. Well, and you're also confident. So that's a whole other side of things uh, when it comes to uh, maybe some of the people that you're working with or sitting in front of are necessary, aren't necessarily confident, but they still want to feel confident with you. And so the more, the more confidence you have in yourself, then the more comfortable they're going to be with you, the more confident that then that they're going to believe that, you know, that this business joint venture or whatever opportunity you're presenting them, that it's going to be successful because you have confidence. And that's really important. I don't know if it's necessarily relatable, but it's definitely really important. Because quite frankly, some people are are not going to relate to confidence in real estate investment if they've never done it, right? But I, I, I remember from 20 years ago meeting you, Arlen, and you, you, know, you doing that presentation over and over again in events that we were in where you just said it like it is. And that's a whole other side of being transparent. So, Yeah, I mean, I look at even myself. I mean, say on social media, you know, I listen to some podcasts and I read about people. And, um, you know, there's there's people on social media that, that that kind of do the persona of I'm so perfect. That's why you should follow me. But the funny thing is 
is those aren't usually the people that I follow. It's the ones that, that more relate to, you know, see me, I'm just like you, I have problems, and that's why you should follow me. In other words, they may be really successful, and they usually are, that's why I'm listening to them, but they also don't have any issues at all. In fact, shine a light on things they've done wrong and landmines they've stepped on and stupid stuff they've done. Those are the people you're more attracted to. So again, even if people that are listening to this, if you wanted to be on social media, my advice is be a human. Don't be out there just giving advice sounding perfect. You know, every once in a while, show up your flaws. In fact, I made a post on Facebook. And as you know, Julie, I'm so far behind when it comes to social media. It's not even funny. You're but doing I made a good a job. You're posting <laughs> every day, man. I'm impressed. But I made a post and I talked about um, one of the things, just like you, in 2008 where there's a crash, I didn't see it coming. I took a beat down. I mean, I survived, but I took a beat down. I lost millions of dollars in equity and I shine a light on it. I mean, I don't shine a light on it because I'm proud. I'm shining a light on it because it's factual, it's actual, and people can relate to people that aren't perfect. Well, the fact of the matter is, things can happen in a deal. And the more, you, the more transparent you are, the more relatable you are, the more people understand that not only do you have flaws, but a deal can have flaws. I mean, you can have something put together that you think is, is a slam dunk and something can go sideways, you know? So if people are prepared for the fact that, yeah, I mean, things can sometimes go sideways. This guy who's, or this lady, she was transparent with me. She, you know, she, she admitted that uh, they she's not necessarily perfect and, and mistakes can happen and and issues can happen and things can go not the way we originally planned it we might have to put together a plan b or a plan c it's that it's that humility of being able to say okay this isn't working but we're going to try this and we're going to see if that works and if that doesn't work we're going to put together another plan and um that carries forward in deals a lot of the time, especially in, in deals that happen over years. And a lot of these, a lot of these real estate deals can last three years, five years. Some people end up being together for like 10 years, depending on the circumstances. Right. Yeah. The ability to say, okay, it's not working. Let's put our heads together to find a solution. Or here's a solution we came up with. We're going to try this. We'll be back and we'll keep you posted on what's happening. It goes a long, long way. Communication and transparency. Start it at the beginning and carry it through. Right. And, it, and it's accountability too, right? Like if you're the JV partner, you're the active partner, it's being accountable, not doing the, it's everybody's fault, but mine, but <laughs> being accountable for everything and doing whatever it takes to make it right. And a lot of times if you work hard, that's where you learn everything is when you try to turn something around and make it right. But saying those things and, and talking a little bit about the past and saying some things you've done fantastic, seeing, saying some things you've done great, and saying a few errors makes you relatable. Again, that's, that's what that I am theory is. People are more attracted to people like themselves. And people like themselves aren't perfect. Perfect. Nobody's perfect. So. Um, 
what uh, what can they what can these folks let's say somebody was brand new you know and they're eager and they haven't bought a property yet what were the kinds of things you said when you first started out well again I guess first part of it is you know you want to build a relationship you don't want to just start selling somebody but you know, once you have a relationship a little bit with somebody, all I would do is in just be providing them market information. Why real estate? Why now? Why say like I'm in Edmonton area? Why Edmonton? You know, I'd explain all that. Then usually I'd be giving tips and just trying to help people. So I, I would give them tips. One of my things I did over and over and over again was I tell people, he goes, you know, one thing I do is I really follow the market and I pretty much, I have a pretty good idea of what you should do with your mortgages, whether you should do a one-year fix, a five-year fix, a five-year variable, what you should do in your renewal. And I'd explain why. And then I'd, then I, lots of times I'd say, so if you have any mortgages coming up or if your personal home or this, that, just give me a call and I'd be happy to help you out. I just brought value. Yeah. Bring value. That's a whole other thing is to, to bring as much value as you can, especially when you're new. Um, no matter what, actually, whether you're new or whether you're a veteran or whether you're, you know, no matter how much experience you have. Um, but the newer you are, the more you can uh, provide people with resources or knowledge. It just shows that you're able to uh, make an extra effort to try to improve somebody else's life, not not just in necessarily a real estate deal, a, a real estate deal, but maybe just in their overall knowledge. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. The whole go giver uh, attitude. I don't know. I think go giver is. Where did I get that from? It was this guy I used to listen to all the time. I had cassette tapes, <laughs> so that dates me a little bit. Um, well, at least it wasn't an eight-track quad system. No, it wasn't quite that, but just a step above. Bob yeah. Berg. Bob Berg. You ever heard of Bob Berg? No. Oh, he's fantastic, and he's like a—he's an old dog, and um, he has this. It's a the go-giver attitude. So his—it's um, and he's—he's he's a sales trainer, right? So and in, in a salesman, and one of the things that he would have people do is. When they had like their original coffee, you want to get as much information for people as possible. And I know we've talked about this before on the podcast, but I know that I've had a successful meeting if I have a page full of information all about the person that I'm speaking with and, and that I can go back to the conversation and gauge, did my prospect talk most of the time? I want my prospect talking 90% of the time. So I'm asking all kinds of questions, getting to know them. and. Um, I'll just give you an example. Let's say I I, um, I had uh, somebody that they were a huge NHL fan, and um, and I know that the well the season's about to open up or, or it's about to open up, right? Right, Arlen? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, just to be able to, I know that they're a huge NHL fan. They're you know they're really missing their hockey, and you know this time of year I think is is about when the the Stanley Cup would have been and. Just to be able to, you know, when I heard that news that the NHL was coming back on board, to be able to send a quick text to that person that I sat with, hey, I heard that the NHL is coming back. I bet that I bet that's really good news for you. Smiley face, you know, little things, uh, little little efforts you can do from the words that people say, or if they have kids and they're just like, 
Um, yeah, we don't know what we're going to do with them this summer. If you, if you in your, in your social media travels, like on Facebook, people are constantly bombarding me with marketing anyway, and don't know what I'm going to do with the kids this summer. Okay. Well, maybe you're on Facebook and you see something pop up for a kid's day camp that's in the same, you know, area of the person that you were talking to, you know, just get that information and copy it to a link, send it in an email. Hey, you know, this might interest you. I don't know if you heard about this, but I remember our conversation, you were talking about, you didn't know what you're going to do with the kids this summer. Maybe this will help. Have a great day. You know, little things like that. People really appreciate it when you listen to them and they feel heard. You ever notice whenever we talk, we have a topic and then we always end up switching to sales. It's all sales. I think this is more of the sales podcast. <laughs> it's like, we need to do like a one, two, three, four, five step in sales. Cause you know, at the end of the day, everything comes back to that. It does. It? We've said this every time. <laughs> We've said this every it's time. Funny. It's crazy, but it's true. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's just finish it off because otherwise yeah. I'm going to go into a wild sales tangent because no, that's, that's my good. nature. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. So for, so for everybody listening, just remember then, just remember that, just maybe even write that down. The IMU theory, people are more attracted to people like themselves. You want to give yourself relatability, which means like Julie said too, maybe you want to dress somewhat the same as the other person. Like, you know, whether that's a full-blown suit, you might be putting that on or it might be just casual clothes. Again, it has to be something you're comfortable with yourself. And don't be afraid to here and there to expose a few of your flaws. Maybe they're in the past, maybe you've overcome them. Maybe it's a current flaw. But, you know, just don't be afraid to expose it. Be a real person. You know, people are most attracted to people that are like them. Again, just think of Oprah, think of Spider-Man, think of Michael Jordan. Good stuff. Really good stuff. I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah, we don't and have to be perfect. None of us are. <laughs> none of us are. Keep that in mind. Be vulnerable. People appreciate that uh, more than you may ever know. It may sound counterintuitive, but it's not. Um, and believe that. Just believe that from us, you know, years and years and years of experience. For sure. Hundreds of yeah, sales well, well, I better get going. I got to drive around and try to look important. That's right. And I gotta, um, I don't know what I'm doing next. You know, I gotta look at my calendar. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. If you wanna get in touch with Arlen, his link is somewhere around here. Uh, same with me. Uh, like I said, Arlen's a real estate investment coach. I'm a real estate investment coach. We, do, we both do our own coaching style a little bit differently. And um, most importantly, most importantly, we hope you got something out of this. And if you haven't listened to the previous podcast, maybe, maybe have a look. A lot of great gold nuggets in in there and in here also. And uh, yeah, just thanks a lot for being here. And we will see you all next time. Bye-bye.